0: Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jama. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa esteemed listeners of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. We welcome you to this, to our breakfast program, and this is our interview segment. Let's welcome our honorable guests. This is Hazrat Mulana Yahya. Mulana Yahya, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Mulana, all assalamuala well assalamuala on your side? Alhamdulillah, all well. Mulana, before we start on our topic, um, can Mulana give us some advices as well as how the Ummah can remain positive, especially when what we are witnessing that uh, we've seen an earthquake in Afghanistan the day before yesterday? As well as the Muslim Ummah, they are suffering all over the world, and specifically, our attention turns to Palestine because of the fact that it's a holy land for us. Barak hawla who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions about its surroundings, its environs. So, can Mulana give us some advices also to uh, inspire us to hold on to tawakkul at this given juncture?
1: Bismillahir Rahmanir rahim Alhamdulillah, as we know what is happening for Palestine, what is happening in the Muslim Ummah at large, <clears throat> a person must understand that from his side, how can he assist the Ummah? How can he help the Ummah of Rasulullah Alaihi I was listening to Ajib talk by Hazrat Mufti Ibrahim Salaji Saab. So he mentioned that we find now us Muslims he having these marches for Islam. Marches for Palestine and different, different types of marches. He mentions if you have to look at the time of Hazrat Nabi Sallallahu Sahaba Ikiram radiallahu and the difficulties that they went through, that this was never a solution, that having these marches was never the solution in trying to assist this deen in trying to get the Nusrat of Allah ta'ala. A person must understand, but by having these marches, if you have to look at Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, Umar radiallahu anhu, there was never a time where they'll make an announcement that we're going to march from Makkah to a certain area and start chanting, you know, free Makkah, free Makkah, and that be to Abu Lahab, and that be to Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul. No, they never do all of that. Rather, how a person can assist in this deen, fattaqullah So as Mufisa mentions, فَاتَّقُ اللَّهُ أَصْلِحُوا ذَاتَ بَيْنِكُمْ That a person must fear Allah Ta'ala. How how a person must fear Allah Ta'ala, a person, person from his side must abstain from sin. That these are all tests to this Ummah and whatever is happening in this Ummah, it is all through our own actions. So a person must look at his own self and must ponder and reflect and make muraqaba that what I'm doing with my life, am I performing all my salah in the masjid? That a person wants to have these marches but Fajr time, where is he? He wants, to hold of, he wants to hold the flag of Islam but he cannot perform his farah's namaz in the masjid. This is something which is more important and by performing our salah in the masjid and by performing all our farah's obliga- obligations and abstaining from haram, and abstaining from different different types of fitna through this, through the barakah of this, Allah Ta'ala's Nusrat will come. Through the, the barakah of this, Allah Ta'ala's Nusrat will come. And like how it came on Sahaba Ikiram, like how the Malaika came at Badr, this is how Allah Ta'ala's Nusrat will come upon this Ummah. And the second thing is, Hazrat Musa mentions, Wa aslihu that the reason why the Ummah, why Allah Ta'ala is testing the Ummah so much, why, why they so much of difficulties that are Happening upon this Ummat There is a lot of disunity You know a person, a Kafir was mentioning He said if all the Muslims have to be united All the Muslim countries have to become united Then no, nobody could ever touch us Nobody could ever touch us Like how Sahaba Ikiram When Islam was at its strongest That nobody could ever touch us If we all united When Alim was mentioning He mentioned something, Ajib. He said his son on 'ah, Jumu'ah in the morning. So he was finding it hard to think of a topic to speak about on Jumu'ah. So, and his son is sitting there and he's playing and making a bit of noise. So he said, you know what, let me try and occupy him and give him something to do. Now, firstly, if we have to look at this, what the Salim wants to do, we as parents, if a person has to understand his child is not occupied or is making a noise, immediately, you know what, I'll give him the tablet or give him the phone, let him play some games. No, I said, let, let, let me occupy him with something so that he will learn something. So he finds a piece of paper with a map. And he cuts off this paper from a magazine or a book. And he, on this map is the different countries of the world. So he cuts off all these different countries of the world. And he goes to his son and he says, Oh, my boy, this youngster, six, seven years old, very young boy. He says, you know what? Take this map and I want you to put all the countries and all the cities and I want you to put the world back together in order. So Ali, in his mind, he's saying... That you know what, it'll take him about two hours. So in that way he'll learn something, he'll be occupied and I'll have my time to think of what topic I'm going to speak about on my Jumu'ah. So nevertheless he does this. He mentions that within 10 minutes or 15 minutes, very quickly, the youngster comes back and he presents it to his father. He presents it to the alim. So the alim is shocked like, and he's looking at the map and it's all in, in order, It's everything is exactly like how it was. So the Alim, he asked this youngster, he asked his child, how did you do this? So the youngster said, no, if you look at the back of the book, there was a figure of a man. There was a figure of a man. So I know the shape of a man, that the arms must go together and the legs must be in a certain way. And so I stuck that back together. And because I stuck that back together, the map got stuck back together. So the Alim is looking at this young boy and he says, Jazakallah khairan, you gave me my topic today. He says, my topic today will be, when man comes together, the world will come together. When man comes together, the world will come together. And by us coming together, by us keeping our family ties, by us... Following the true hadith, Al-Muslim, Akhul Muslim, that the Muslim is a brother of another Muslim, in the true sense of it, through the barakat of this unity of Islam, Allah Ta'ala will help us and Allah Ta'ala will grant Nusrat to this Ummah. Hmm.
0: Jazakumlah khairan mulana for those advices and Alhamdulillah, we, this is what we need at this given time. As we face uh, so much of uh, calamities And within ourselves And it makes total sense that Once we start to change ourselves Then that is how we're going to get Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy And that is how we're going to acquire Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's assistance Mulana, there is other questions too If Mulana just wants to take on Before we just start, inshallah uh, If Mulana is ready, inshallah Mulana, some people are saying that um, should we? Why are we here in South Africa? Um Why don't we form, or form a jihad group also from here? And so, what can Mulana break this down for us? Because how do we, how do it seems a bit far fetched? Because when we see our Fajr Salah in the masjids, then we see that's a problem in itself already. One serves struggling sometimes. Maybe you know some some people say our masjid is doing well. When you ask what's well two, three serfs, we're doing well compared to other places, some places just few musallis, so in this aspect, Mulana can advise us too
1: Ji, so nevertheless, now a person is thinking to himself, that we need to form a jihad group, we need to go out, we need to assist the Muslims, and as we were saying earlier as we were saying, a person must look at himself, a person must say okay, my salah. Is it in order that I want to help the Muslims at Muma in the large? I want to go there and help my Muslim brothers that are suffering in the world. And in order to do so, we must form a group of jihad. We must, what you call it, now go there. Why is nobody doing this? Now, a person must understand that if a person is not performing his farah's salah, if a person is not fulfilling his Farai's obligations, then what nusrat of Allah Ta'ala will come? What help of Allah Ta'ala will come? Where the unseen of help of Allah Ta'ala will come upon this Ummah? That a person must first look and try to gaze upon himself, that what am I doing with my life? How am I, how am I going about my life as a Muslim? And am I doing kamaskam the least? Am I doing kamaskam the least and lifting up my hands and making dua for, this, for my brothers in Palestine, for my brothers in Palestine, And like this, a person, when he starts making dua, when he starts making inaba to Allah Ta'ala, when he starts making the tawbah to Allah Ta'ala, and like this, Allah Ta'ala's nusrat will come. And a person must understand that if a person desires that he wants, which is a very good intention, which is a very good intention that a person wants to go. A person wants to go and form and form a group and go and fight with our Muslim brothers and help our Muslim brothers and sisters that are suffering there. Which is a very good intention a person has. But a person must make dua for this. That Ya Allah grant me from the Shuhada. Ya Allah make in. Ya Allah, Ya Allah correct my intentions. So a person must go about it this way.
0: Because that makes, it settles many aspects too That we need to have that intention And you get the other extreme who says That uh, we don't need to do this We must just have unity on every aspect So those two extremes, mashallah, clarified there To have the intention too that is vitally important Now comes to our topic, Mulana That within ourselves we see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says That inna Allah la ma bi Hatta ma bi That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala changes, does not change a nation until they then change what is in themselves. So with regards to this, if I look at myself, I am the president of my body. And these, everything that's under me, my eyes, my hearing, what I'm doing with my hands, where is my feet, where am I walking towards Haram, all of this here. One such, our eyes, looking at Haram, how important is this for us to control and to stay away from looking uh, looking away from that which is haram
1: ji sallallahu yeah. ta'ala mentions in quran kull al-mu'minina yaghddu min absarihim kull al-mu'minina yaghddu min absarihim that a person allah ta'ala is addressing the muslim males of this ummah that lower your gazes kull al that say to the muslim males yaghddu min absarihim that they should lower their gazes wa yahfazu and they should Protect their private parts. And Allah Ta'ala also addresses the females. You, so, you see, now a person understands, a person sometimes thinks that no, lowering the gaze, lowering one's gaze is only for a man. But no, Allah Ta'ala says, وَقُلِّ الْمُؤْمِنَاتِ يَغْتُدْنَ min absarihin." that tell the female believers that they should also lower their gazes. And, and they should also protect their private parts. You know, there was a ajib story. One person was mentioning, he's saying that men are always being picked on. Men are always being picked on as the predators. That they are the ones who will go to the woman will go to the females and they'll always be the one to address them or they'll be always be the one to try and seduce them or be intimate with them and try and get them to do this haram action of zina so he mentioned some story he said someone came by me and he was telling me a story and he says to me that his wife is expecting so he was at a Chalino store to buy baby stuff so he went himself so nevertheless, while he was there, a girl comes to him, Muslim, and he's in his mid-twenties. So she comes to him, and she, she says that, you know what, let's go out on a coffee date. <clears throat> Immediately. Nothing else. No, how are you just going straight to the point? Let's go on a coffee date. So this person, he says that, no, I'm, I'm okay, thank you you know what, I'm busier. He said, no, let's go out. And he says, he shows his hand, he said, see, I got a ring on my hand, that means I'm married. And secondly, you can see I'm in a, I'm in a baby store, it means I'm not here to do anything else except to buy for my child. So he said, yeah, I understand that, but there's nothing wrong with having a side chick. So she says that to him. I understand you married, Muslim girl. I understand you married, but there's nothing wrong with having a side chick. So this person says to you, no, you know what, I'm okay, don't worry, I don't need a side chick. He says, if this was few years ago, Alhamdulillah, Allah gave me, he died, if it was few years ago, then I would have done this haram action. But Allah Ta'ala has blessed me, Allah Ta'ala has gave me a pious wife, Allah Ta'ala has blessed me with children. So, I'm not going to do something like this. I'm not going to be ungrateful to Allah Ta'ala's ni'mats upon me. So, and he refused her offer. But she still carried on and insisting and insisting that, you know what, here's my number. Take it. And what we can say, take my number. And tonight when you, what you call that, making muraqaba. So then you must make this type of haram muraqaba. And think about what we've spoken. So this person now, he says that, you know what, I refused her and eventually she was still insisting and I got a bit of aggressive and then she left. But nevertheless, the point being that just as much as Allah Ta'ala is addressing the males of this Ummat, it, the, Allah Ta'ala also addressed the females of this ummah. That this is, we are living in such times, we are living in such times that due to the shamelessness and immodesty which has spread through this pornography, television, your cell phones, videos internet whatever it is your cinemas your novels that people's marriages have been ruined the youth have been involved in this fornication and masturbations on a social level society has been plagued with these problems such as rape prostitution and child molestation homosexuality etc different different things and what is the root of all these problems we We say Jazakallah and Allah Ta'ala bless our Mashayikh who have mentioned to us that the root of all these problems is the sin of the eyes, that that looking at Haram, that we have gotten and taken it to such an extent, we have taken it to such an extent that even in the Haram Sharif, you'll ask Muftiyani Kiram, we are receiving questions. Of divorce of talak, that talak is taking place while a person is going for Hajj. Why? Because of that person's wife not lowering her gaze, and she is going there and looking at different different men in at the in the ihram. That how shameless can a person be that you are going to such a Mubarak land, you are going to such a holy land, the most holiest place on the face of this earth, the most Mubarak time, Hajj time. You are going there, you're once in a lifetime opportunity and you are going there and you are committing haram with your eyes. You are going there for Tawbah, but you are getting more sin. You are going there to make Tawbah, but you are getting more sin. Another important thing a person must understand is that breach of trust from Allah Ta'ala That a person, Allah Ta'ala has given us this eyes that we, this body we don't own it. This is all the amanat from Allah Ta'ala. This body, a person doesn't own it. Everything belongs to Allah Ta'ala. How we use it, Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with this. How we used it, we are answerable for this. Our limbs will testify for us on the day of Qiyamah that how did, you, how did we use our hands? How did we use our feet? Where did we walk to? Did we walk to the places of good? Did we walk to the places of haram? Did we walk to the places of evil? Our eyes will testify that what did you look at? What haram did you look at? We can maybe hide from our... Our ustads, we can maybe hide from our parents, our wives, our spouses, our children, but Allah Ta'ala knows our intentions. Allah Ta'ala knows what's in our hearts, but we can never ever hide from Allah Ta'ala. So a person that looks at haram, a person that falls on haram intentionally, then he is committing such an act which is breaking the amanat and the trust which Allah Ta'ala has given him. And what are the curses of Rasulullah Alayhi Sallam upon such a person that may the curse of Allah Ta'ala be upon the one who looks at haram and the one who presents him or herself to be looked at? Someone was mentioning just something, by the way, that you'll get a person, a father, a man, he's working hard every single day of his life. He's working. He's going eight to eight late. He's working. And he's earning. He's earning an amount to put food on his, the table of his family. But you'll get a girl at home. You Now you have these TikToks, these YouTubes, whatever it is called, these Snapchats, that she'll make a video of herself. Make me laugh for using such languages. That she'll make a video of herself shaking her behind and she'll make more money than that person who's working so hard every day to put food on his family's table. To put food on his family's table that look at what society is that if you present yourself and you expose yourself then we're going to pay you for it. And those that are watching it that if you have to look at pornography you have to look at all these harams looking at women it's something which is it's all over the internet A person These ads pop up You are looking at something All of a sudden This haram filth Will pop up in front of you This is the fitna of this phone This is the fitna of what What what. This is all What shaitan And Dajjal What they are putting on us Nevertheless Allah Ta'ala Protect our Allah Ta'ala Protect our, our eyesight Allah Ta'ala Protect Allah, Allah Ta'ala Put that nur Of iman in our hearts Nevertheless Continuing Hazrat Mu'ana Shafalitani, rahmatullahi has mentioned something ajib, And he said that every sin is a sign of stupidity and foolishness. For a person to commit a sin, it's already an indication of, so to say, deficiency in his intellect. As for the one who looks at haram, Hazrat says that he is extremely foolish. By looking at haram, he attains nothing other than restlessness in his heart. That a person you are looking at haram, you are looking at filth, you are looking at something which is which is inappropriate. Then automatically you will have the restlessness in your heart that you're desiring something which you cannot have. So much so you'll take it to such an extent that you are married. You are married. Allah Ta'ala has given you an amanat. Your wife is an amanat. Allah Ta'ala has given you her. Now all of a sudden now you're married. Five, ten years later. I don't like her anymore. Why you don't like her anymore? No, she's not the same. She don't look the same. Automatically, why? Why she's not looking the same to you? Because you are not lowering your gaze. So Allah Ta'ala removes that beauty from her, from your eyes. From your eyes, that beauty is removed. But if a person protects his gaze, if a person protects his eyes, then automatically, no matter how his wife looks, automatically Allah Ta'ala will put that beauty in her for you, that she will look very beautiful to you. This is how how it works. This is all a test from Allah Ta'ala. This is all a test that a person must understand that by loathing his gaze, he'll get that halawat, he'll get that sweetness of iman, and his wife will be beautiful in his eyes. Worse to a person, he watches this pornography, he watches this haram, and many marriages have been broken because of this. Why? Because what they are watching... Now we must understand what is in the pornography. There is filth, there is is dirt, there is napaq. These are things which is unreal. It is not realistic. It is inhumane. It is not something which is natural. Now a person watches these things. He gets married. Now whatever he watched, now in his mind he grew up like that. This is the way of watching what is pleasure. This is the way and how to attain pleasure. Now he is watching that haram. He is watching that filth. Now he wants to copy it with his wife. Now his wife is unable to do this. His wife is unable to do such filth. Now automatically now this will cause a rift and a breakage in the marriage and it will end up in talaq. Many marriages have been broken because of this filth, what society has been brought, what what the kuffar, what the West have brought to this ummah. Unfortunately, Allah Ta'ala protect us. Another important thing a person must understand is that by looking at haram, From a young age, you know, we have witnessed with our own eyes 10, 11 year old boys what they're watching on their phones every single day every single day at a certain time not even balik not even balik, they are watching this they are watching and ajeeb, ajeeb things they are searching such filth they are searching we don't even mention what filth they are searching 10, 11 year old boys, not even balik We'll ask them, why are you watching this? No, I'm bored. I'm bored. What does he know? What does he know? In the end of the day, you don't even blame the child. Why in the first place does he have a phone? Or why even if he has a phone, even if he has a phone, why nobody is checking up upon him that what he is looking at, how he is going to grow up in that manner, that he will suffer. He will suffer. He will be involved in such, such haram. Allah Ta'ala protect us. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala safeguard us. There was an alim mentioning of an 11-year-old boy. And this 11-year-old boy, it was him. He had two sisters. So His father, he mentioned the story to this alim. He said, I came home early one day. And when I came home early, I found that I couldn't see my children. So I asked my wife, hey, where are they They said, no, in the lounge watching TV. watching tv i said hey let me go make salam to them and i opened the door and i'm looking at the tv pornography is being shown and i'm looking at my son whatever is being shown on the tv he's copying it exactly with his sisters he's 11 years old his sisters are nine eight years old he's doing that to his sisters whatever is being watched on the tv whatever is being shown on the tv this is something which a person must take seriously. A person must protect himself. A person must protect his children. That the children are the future generation of this ummah. That how you grow them up as a parent, how you nurture them, how you how you bring them up, their upbringing is very important. They either can make your Akhirat or they can either destroy your Akhirat. And a person also, when it comes to looking at haram. Hazat Muana Shah Abraul Haksa, This is He gave some potent advices how a person can protect himself from looking at haram. And he mentioned that when a woman is passing by, that you must keep the gaze low no matter how much one has the urge to look. If your gaze accidentally falls on her, immediately lower it no matter how difficult it is. The second thing is, a person must perform at least two rakats of salah for every evil glance. So every time a person, now he wants to look at haram, <clears throat> then he will say, hey, if I look at that haram, I'll have to, I made a promise and I act with myself that I have to perform two rakats salah or I have to give out some charity. So, you know what, let me not do this, otherwise now I'll have to go and perform the salah. And also through the barakah of the salah that he performs, Allah Ta'ala will automatically remove that filthy disease which he has in this heart. Because we must understand that this habit of looking at haram, this habit of looking at filth, it is a disease in the heart. It is a disease in the heart. And by removing it, one has to spend time with the Mashaykh. One has to spend time with the Ahlullah who will make our Islah, will remove this filth from our heart. 13 a person can do. As Asma'ana mentions, mentions that a person must completely abstain from intermingling with females or males. Females mustn't intermingle with males and males mustn't intermingle with females. Now you'll find, unfortunately, in many functions, like Nikah, we can't even call it nikah, make me maaf for saying this, but now it has become so modern and so so Western that a person can't even call it a nikah, we call it a wedding, that we find that the ways of the West are more attractive and more beloved and more liked than the beloved sunnah of our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa Unfortunately, this is what it has come to. And what happens at these weddings, what happens is there's intermingling, that there is no parda, that women are coming, they are dressed up in such a manner which is disgusting to this ummah, which is disgusting, which is a stab to the heart of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi Allah Ta'ala protect us. And now there's intermingling. There's women that are putting perfumes, making herself attractive. Allah Ta'ala says, Wala Do not even come close to zina. That these things what you are doing, a woman is forbidden to leave the house wearing perfume and other men are smelling it. This is attracting other men to lead them towards making zina with this woman. A person must completely abstain from this. So a person now he'll go for this family functions, he'll go for this weddings. Now in his heart, he doesn't agree with this intermingling. But just for the sake of keeping family ties, just for the sake of keeping family ties. He'll say, you know what, I'm not gonna say anything because this you know what we have to keep family ties. We cannot break family ties. Silman Qata that you know what we make we emphasize on so much on this hadith that we must keep family ties, join family ties. So nevertheless, so he'll allow that intermingling to happen, whether it's between cousins, whether it's between brother in law and sister in law, then he'll allow all these things. But what a person doesn't understand is that Allah Ta'ala always comes first that go to war with your family if they are disobeying Allah Ta'ala, that Allah Ta'ala matters more than keeping that family ties. If the commands of Allah Ta'ala are being broken, if the commands of Allah Ta'ala are being broken, then don't worry about that, joining the family ties. Allah Ta'ala will put barkat in that. This that is important, but Allah Ta'ala always comes first. That don't worry what other people have to say. Don't worry what other people have to say. Worry what Allah Ta'ala has to say. That what did Allah Ta'ala command us and what did Allah Ta'ala prohibit us? Nevertheless, we'll conclude with this. We make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala protects our gaze. Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala safeguard and protects this ummah. Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala assist the mujahideen in Palestine. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant victory to the Muslims. Allah ta'ala grant them the bravery, like the bravery of what Sahaba al-Kiram had in their hearts. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts. Wa akhiru da'wanan. Alhamdulillah. Rabbil alameen.
0: Amin, amin. Jazakumullah khairan. Mulana Yahya. Desai for these advices. A much needed topic. And mashallah it is at the right time to enticing us, encouraging us also to change our lives. Mulana assalamu alaikum. wa barakatuh. Make dua for us. I mean Alaikum salamu waqtulah. Mark al-Sahaba, the voice of Sunnah Wal